Yes, I mean, it's completely astonishing and it's very blatant discrimination. Yes, and in your station, you are the first one to hear about the nurses being unemployed, by the way. We're trying to reach the world to pressure the Minister of Health to employ these people. Mm-hmm. You know, in the past, nurses used to enter, we used to work so hard in the 60s and the 70s all over the world to ask people to come into the profession of nursing. And in Bahrain, people started to get into the nursing profession because it was a guaranteed job. Once you graduate, you will have a job due to the severe shortage we have in Bahrain. And then we, had, we were able to Bahrainize nursing, meaning the majority of the nurses used to be Indians and Filipinos, and now 62% are Bahrainis. But after the crisis, we're going backward. You, it's amazing what you see in the government hospital. They wouldn't hire 110 Bahraini nurses who are graduate, and mind you, they're not an associate degree. They are bachelor degree holders in nursing. They won't hire them, but they would hire um, Indian nurses and Filipino nurses who are a diploma, who work on a, in a clinic to come into the hospital, into the emergency department, into the critical care areas to work. Mm. Have you ever heard of that? Where is the International Council of Nursing of all this? With all respect to the ICN, the ICN have issued two letters at the beginning of the crisis, and because of the pressure of the different federations, they have issued another in the 22nd of March, but nothing else. Do they know that the uh, executive secretary of Bahrain Nursing Society, he was sentenced to three years in jail? You know, when they accused the nurses in Libya and in Iraq, I was one of the people who stood against the, against the order for them, and I wrote letters in order to release them, and they've released all these nurses because I believe nurses and medics are innocent. They have nothing to do with politicians. But I don't see this going on from the ICN toward the nurses in Bahrain. And from your experience, in what ways can nurses best organise to apply p- political pressure on their governments, either in Bahrain or internationally in solidarity with nurses in Bahrain? I think they need to pressure their governments to pressure the governments here. I think they need to voice their opinions in every arena they meet. I think the ICN, they need to pressure the ICN to have uh, an... an um, and an emergency meeting concerning the nurses in Bahrain, and an emergency meeting to start thinking about medical neutrality and how we can implement it in the nursing education. Mm-hmm. I think all of us, we need to appeal to the United Nations that the medics have to be acquitted and have to be released from Bahrain. If it's in Bahrain, trust me, it's going to come all over the world. I know that. And how central has the international outrage at the treatment of Bahraini medics been to harnessing international pressure on the Bahraini government? I have to tell you that the humanitarian uh, organisation from the States and Europe have been great. 
The Federation from Europe has been great. The Royal College of Nursing from Ireland, have, from UK, have been excellent. The Irish community are incredible, absolutely incredible. They've had so many protests, so many speakers. Uh, so, I mean, they have voiced their opinion all over. They wrote letters to the Ministry of Health. They need here in Bahrain. They wrote letters to the King. Uh, they had petitions. Uh, you know, even for your people in um, Australia, if they want to know how the medics have suffered, and although I don't have my story there yet, because I'm helping writing others, um, go to www. Doctors in Chain, one word, dot org by Frank Reed Dolan. And she have all our stories. This woman have been incredible. She's from Ireland and she's been helping. I, I, I can't tell you how much I want the three people to be released from prison and how much my colleagues to be acquitted. And I need the nurses to go to work, 110 graduate with a bachelor degree who are the breadwinner for their families, and they cannot go to work because of the sectarian act that we have here in Bahrain. We have three, can you imagine, three medical students. They were stopped from their last semester in medical school in Saudi Arabia, and they were handed to the Bahraini authorities across the bridge, and they were stopped, uh, they put on hold from continuing their education. And now they are acquitted, and still the university in Saudi Arabia is not allowing them to go back to school. What are you going to talk about? These people have studied medical school in their last semester. Another one from the same school in Dammam University, he was sacked from the medical school, and guess for what? Just because he was giving a presentation and he had the flag of Bahrain, he had the flag of Bahrain on his PC. Is this a crime? So now we have four medical students who cannot finish their last semester. I urge the medical schools all over the world, if they want to, they can give them a scholarship to take them back and let them finish this year that they have. I urge the nursing societies to put pressure that all these nurses who are Shia need to be back to employment. You know, even, can you imagine even in the hospital, to tell you how bad the sectarian act here in Bahrain is, all the Shia nurses have been demoted. So you are not, uh, even the doctors, all the medics who are Shia, you are demoted. You are not, have, uh, you are not a head of any department. You are not, you are nobody. You're just in the hospital and doing your work. To the point, the wards that they have Shia, they won't even have nursing assistants, so they will do all the work. That is how bad it is in Bahrain. And could you tell us a bit about what's um, what the what the state um, of affairs is at the Salmania Medical Complex at the moment? Is it still under the control of Bahraini security yes. forces? Actually, I'm glad you've asked me this question because now we have three militarized hospitals. So that means the protesters cannot go there. Us, as a Bahrain Nursing Society, we are training people to be first aiders. We have done around 1,000 people in less than a year. We have trained 1,000 people in less than a year to be um, first aiders. Uh, protesters cannot enter the hospitals because once they are entered the hospital, they are detained. I'll tell you a story that happened two, three months ago. There was one of the protesters. He was run over by the police car. They detained him. They took him to the hospital. 
the doctor in the hospital, because he's so, uh, he's sectarian, he said that he's not an emergency doctor. He's, sorry, he's not an emergency case. Leave him on the side. So this uh, protester was on the side. And two doctors were arguing whether he should be an emergency or not an emergency. Finally, they did an ultrasound for him. He had a ruptured spleen. He ended up dying on the table. Of course, before they took him to the Salmania hospital, they have detained him, interrogated him, tortured him, and then they took him to the hospital. This is the situation for the protesters in Bahrain. We had another protester. He was hit by a tear gas canister, which caused a trauma and massive bleeding in his brain. And the family members could not take him anywhere. By the time they took him to the hospital, to a private hospital, he died. The health authority here in Bahrain have circulated a letter mandating all private hospitals not to attend to any protester without informing the Ministry of Interior. People used to feel a safe haven or they would are willing, although they are so poor, they're willing to pay money to take their children if they were injured to the private hospitals. Now, nobody is going to a hospital nor a private hospital. We had another protester. He was burned. He did not go to the hospital until the last minute. He had 50% burns. He ended up dying in the hospital because he had infection because he stayed at home. That's the situation in Bahrain. Mm -hmm. So all hospitals are being militarized. Uh, protesters cannot go there. People are afraid to go there. Even if you go to the nursing college, believe it or not, they have... Um, soldiers all over it. Mm. Nursing school. Of course, the nursing society, because we are um, at the premises of the um, the hospital, and we had this premises for, since back in 1992, because we wanted to be close to the nurses for continuing education and so on. Now it's occupied by the right police. Our documents, our papers, everything is in there. It's um, It's like I, I was reading that the general manager of MSF described the Salmania medical complex as a prison and it sounds like a lot of medical um, complexes and, so, and facilities are being, are being essentially turned into prisons. Yeah. What, what sorts of home operating theatres or underground medical treatment is being arranged? How are nurses and medics arranging? Well, we are arranging everybody. We don't know everybody. We train people to be first aiders, and then every area have their own, um, like clinics, or we call them clinics. People's homes are being arranged to be clinics. Um, we try, we have a lot of donors who buy uh, medications and bandages and uh, stuff that we need for our patients, and every area organize their own selves. Um, different kind of injuries we see and we treat, uh, lots and lots and lots of um, the shotgun bird pellets, um, injuries, eye injuries. You will come to Bahrain, you're going to see a lot of people with one eye because the right police make sure that they hit the eye area. We had one protester, was, um, he was not even a protester, he was a journalist, 
and he was with his camera taking pictures and he was hit in his private area. So the right police are trained very well by Timothy, the one Timothy who's coming from um, Garland, Texas, and by Yates who is a, from UK. They're training their people very well to shoot in the private areas or the face. Um, yesterday, two days ago, Zainab al-Khawaja was hit in her leg. She was walking. The thing is, these protesters are peaceful. They have nothing in their hands, nothing, and they shoot them with a shotgun. If it's not a shotgun, we have the tear gas. The tear gas is like a, a general punishment to the villages on a nightly basis. It always starts at 9 o'clock. We start tear gas in the villages, and then by 2 o'clock they start um, attacking homes and detaining people. Of course, now, because they are worried about the international arena, they detain people, they hit them, they abuse them, they might even sexually rape them, and then they throw, throw them on the streets and pick them up. And during the daytime, you will come to Bahrain, you'll say, oh, nothing wrong in Bahrain. <laughs> It all happens at night. We know the timing, 9, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. So we, as um, Bahrain Nursing Society, we're running first aid classes, how to deal with um, uh, different injuries that might happen in Bahrain.